0: I knew with everything that I had to bring this morning, I was going to forget something. And as from my uh, choice of attire, you can tell I forgot my belt. (laughs) So (laughs) I will move on. It's uh, not a big deal. But what a glorious morning. eh? (laughs) Amen. Our God is in the business of changing lives. He's uh, so good to us. Well, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays of the year. Two of my favorite things in the world come together. in one holiday, that would be family and food, right? And I don't know exactly why Canada chose to celebrate Thanksgiving on a different day than the States, but I think it's great. Because I don't want to make you really jealous today, but as a dual citizen of both countries, I celebrate Thanksgiving twice every year. (laughs) It is so great. So this weekend, I will celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving with my wife's family here in Ottawa. And then in about a month and a half from now, I'll get to go over to my parents' house and get it again. So it's, it's a really hard life. <laughs> but I was pondering Thanksgiving this week, and I thought about something. I think that we like to think of ourselves as thankful people. We like to think of ourselves that way. But are we really Are we actually thankful people? I have a question. I want you to think about that question today. Ponder it in your life. Are you thankful? Okay, so think about it. Ponder this question. Are you thankful? This fall, we've been going through a series looking into God's Word uh, about what it means to be people who stand out in our world for God. And we're going to kind of continue this series this morning, but deviate from the book we've been in. We've been in the book of Daniel and been enjoying looking at Daniel and his friends standing up in the empire of Babylon. Today we're going to look at a psalm instead, and it's going to be a a somewhat shorter look into God's word because of the wonderful baptisms that took up the majority of the service. But if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to Psalm chapter 28. Psalm 28. And as you do this, I'm just going to pray that God will awaken our sense of thankfulness as we look into his word. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for today. We thank you for um, even the beautiful weather that you've given us this late in the season that we can enjoy the beauty of your creation. Um, And we thank you uh, for each person who's come here and seen these testimonies of um, you changing people's lives. Uh, We thank you for each changed life. Um, We pray right now as we look into your word that you would really show us what you have to say to us. Um, open up our eyes to see your words and how they impact our lives. In your name, amen. So you might ask, why am I connecting this sermon to this series if we're not in Daniel, actually? And so um, I wanted to answer that and say that I'm doing this because as Christians, we really should stand out in thankfulness. We really should stand out in thankfulness. Um As Christians, I believe we should be the most thankful people in the entire world. We really should be. People in our world today have a strong sense of entitlement about things, of what they think they deserve. But as believers in Christ, we need to realize, if we haven't already, that we deserve nothing. We don't deserve anything. So as we believe that, and then God graciously gives us things, we should really be thankful for everything in our lives. We should be the most happy people, the most joyful people, the people with the most to remember, the with the most to be thankful for. But I think that even though we should be this way, oftentimes I don't think we are. We might think we are, but we're not. Life happens, right? Things go wrong. People hurt us. We might fall into sin, things break, and we end up, instead of being thankful, we start forgetting, we start complaining, or whining, or moaning, or we become ungrateful for what we have in our lives. And the psalm we're looking at today, I love the way uh, David wrote this psalm, it was written by King David, and he wrote it in the midst of a lot of things going wrong in his life. This was not a great time of life for David. And yet his attitude in the middle of this teaches us a lot about thanksgiving and how we need to be thankful people. There are several things that we can be thankful for no matter what is going on in our lives. And so today, no matter who you are, why you're here, where you're from, what is going on in your life, you can be thankful. There are reasons that you should be thankful. And here's the first thing I think we're going to see from this psalm. We'll read it in a sec. But I think we'll see that we should stand out in thankfulness because God hears our prayers. Why should we be thankful? Because God hears us and hears our prayers to him. We should stand out in thankfulness because God hears our prayers. Let's read the first couple verses here. David saying this to God. To you I call, O Lord, my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me, for if you remain silent, I will be like those who have gone down to the pit. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift up my hands toward your most holy place. Now, you might hear that and say, well, that sure doesn't sound like David has a lot to be thankful for, does it? Worrying that God would turn a deaf ear to him or that he would remain silent. When David says here that he may end up like those who have gone down to the pit, he's saying that he could very well die if God doesn't answer his prayer. We don't know the exact situation David found himself in here when he wrote this psalm, but there are many times in his life that we know about when David found himself in danger for his life, whether from King Saul or his foreign enemies or his fellow countrymen or even his own family member. There were many times that he was scared for his life. So, how could David be thankful in the midst of this when his life was in danger? Well, as he says, To you I call, O Lord my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. Does God have a deaf ear? Does he? I have a couple friends who have one ear that cannot hear very well, or maybe not at all. And so if you say something to them while you're standing over here, they don't even know you're talking to them. Or they might be completely oblivious that you're talking at all. And so in order to hear you, they actually have to turn their ear and face you in order to hear you. Is that what David is saying here? That God has one ear like that, one deaf ear, and one ear that can hear? And whether he hears your prayers or not depends on which ear he's facing you with? (laughs) No. No. Of course not. This is a, really, it's a rhetorical question or comment by David. This is a figure of speech that he uses. He's just really praying that God will hear his prayer. He's asking God, please God, hear my prayer. So are there times that God doesn't hear our prayers? That's the follow-up question. We know that God is all-powerful, that he's, omnipresent or all present, present everywhere, all knowing he's sovereign. Nothing goes through our thoughts or comes out of our mouths without God knowing. That's the truth. So when David asked God here to hear his prayers, really he was asking God to answer his prayers. He was asking for more than just hearing. Here's the thing. God always hears, but he doesn't always answer. Or I should say, he doesn't answer in the ways we might expect him to. Here's the fact of the matter, and David knew this. God could choose to never hear and or answer another prayer. He could choose to do that. But he doesn't. He could, but he doesn't. He hears us, and he answers us. As the psalm continues here, David's going to further describe the situation, in which we're going to read shortly. But skip down with me to verse 6. He says this, Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. He has heard my cry for mercy. So after he prayed to God He answer his prayer, and once God did, David recognized him, and he praised God. He thanked him for doing that in his life. What? Let me ask you, what prayers of yours has God answered lately? What prayers of yours has he answered? If you can't think of any, maybe you're not praying enough. Or maybe we've just missed seeing how God answered those prayers. Or we forget. We're very forgetful people. And we forget what he's done in our lives. Are we thankful for his answered prayers in our lives? Are you thankful? Psalm 145 verse 18 says this, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. God has been so good to us, and we should all stand out with thanksgiving for his answered prayers with thankfulness. For some of you here, you might hear all this, but all is not so great in your life today. The season is Thanksgiving. Everyone around is supposed to be being thankful, but there doesn't seem to be much in your life to be thankful for. In fact, there may seem to be a lot of things that deserve to be complained about or say, why, God? Why is this happening? And you ask, should should we still be thankful in the midst of hard times in our life? Even when we might not see God answering prayers? Well, I think this psalm is going to answer us that yes, we still have reason to be thankful to God. The next thing we're going to see here is this, that we should stand out in thankfulness because God helps us through hard times. We should be thankful, even in the difficult times, because God helps get us through them. Let's see what David is going through here. Start again in verse 1. It says, To you I call, O Lord my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me, for if you remain silent, I will be like those who have gone down to the pit. So he was worried that God wouldn't answer his prayer. His life was in danger. Verse 2. Hear my cry for mercy, as I call to you for help. He was apparently probably feeling guilty about something in his life. That's why he asked God for mercy. Mercy, God. And he was feeling desperate. As I lift up my hands toward your holy place. It's like, please, God, do something. Verse 3, let's continue. As we continue, he's going to feel like he's going to be treated like a wicked person. He says, do not drag me away with the wicked with those who do evil, who speak cordially with their neighbors, but harbor malice in their hearts. So these people were harboring malice or ill will against him. They'd obviously already harmed him, so he asked God to avenge him. He says, Repay them for their deeds and for their evil work. Repay them for what their hands have done and bring back upon them what they deserve, since they show no regard for the works of the Lord and what his hands have done. He will tear them down and never build them up again. You might think, how could David ask God to repay these people for what they did to him? I mean, isn't it wrong to seek vengeance? And I'd answer this, yes, it is wrong for us to seek vengeance. But not for God. What does the famous verse say? It says, vengeance is Mine, says the Lord. Vengeance is the Lord's. God does repay the wicked for what they do. So all David was asking here was for God to do what God does. He wasn't taking things into his own hands. He was asking God to work in his life. So David was obviously going through a really rough patch. But as we read this today, how does this apply to us? What can we learn from what he says here? Well, as you know, many of you might be in this state. Many of you have done this before or will go through it. But we go through difficult seasons in our life as well. It's a fact of life. Perhaps you've had a health crisis come into your life recently. For you or for someone that you love. You know how hard that is. Maybe you've had work difficulties or problems with your boss or you lost your job. Or maybe you've had a number of financial issues in your life. Maybe you've had relationship problems and went through a tough breakup recently or had to distance yourself from someone you loved. You could have had any of these and many more. We all go through very difficult seasons. And as you go through these circumstances, it can be really hard to be thankful. It can be really hard because we just don't see the light. And yet... We're going to read here that David was thankful in the midst of all this going on. And and we ask, how can we stand out in thankfulness even in these times? The answer comes here as David continues. Read with me again in verse 6. It says, Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. Verse 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. See, we can be thankful in the hardest time because God helps us through them. The situation in David's life was not resolved yet. That's why he had not been delivered. That's why he still had to say, I'm putting my trust in you, God. I'm trusting you here. Verse 7 says, My heart trusts in him. And then, I'm helped. And in the meantime, God became his help. He became his helper. He became his deliverer. Yes, well, how does God help us in these hard times? How does he help us get through them? So many ways. He gives us strength. He gives us encouragement to get through the struggle as we're in it. He gives us loving comfort and endurance and grace when we need it most. He miraculously answers our prayer we just talked about. He cares for our needs. He heals our diseases. He ultimately delivers us out of the trial, whether it's in this life or the next. All the while, He grows us in character through the process. He refines us. He's working on us. He sanctifies us through them. And He brings about the best result for our good and for His glory. He knows best. He knows the best result. David says here that God was his strength and his shield. He was his strength. In other words, he couldn't do anything without God. God was his strength. And the Lord was his shield, signifying that God was his protection against evil. And then he says, my heart leaps for joy. I will give thanks to him in song. Even in the midst of everything that was going on, his life was in danger here. He says his heart leaps for joy her leaps for joy. And the light of all that God does for us and has done for us, even in the difficult seasons of life, how could we also not be joyfully thankful for what he does? Are you going through a difficult time? Maybe you recently came out of a trial. Perhaps there's one just around the bend. You don't know is going to hit you. Are you thankful? Are you thankful for that? Are you thankful for how God helps us through these times? We should be so thankful for the way that God answers our prayers and the way that He helps us through the hard times. But really, these aren't the ways, or these aren't what we should be most. In fact, the final reason that we should stand out in thankfulness blows these other ones out of the water. Here it is. We should should stand out in thankfulness because God has shown us his merciful salvation. We should be the most thankful people in the world because we have been saved. We should stand out in thankfulness because God has shown us his merciful salvation. Here David, in verse 8, he moves from being thankful for himself to being thankful on the behalf of all God's people. Read verse 8. He says, The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. God is a fortress of salvation. And then he prays, Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be your shepherd and carry them forever. you know that God has done that for us? He's doing that for us now. Now? He is saving us. He is blessing us. He is our shepherd. He carries us and will carry us forever. Have you ever been to a huge fortress before? Built by military people or sometime in the past, uh, maybe like Fort Henry in Kingston or another one similar to that. These are huge fortresses and structures, buildings. They were built specifically to defend against attacks from invading armies, or things like that. They're meant to protect the people behind the wall, or the nation behind the walls, or those that are fighting from the fort. And I think that sometimes, when we think of God, we think of maybe a soldier who's fighting for us. Maybe we're in a fort with God, and he's going to run out, fight our battles for us, attack the enemy, and then come back and be with us. But this doesn't say that God's a soldier. This says that God is the fortress itself. For God is the fortress. Huge. Impenetrable. He protects us. It saves us. And it says he's a fortress of salvation. A fortress of salvation. This is what we should be most thankful for. That he is our fortress of salvation. When David thanks God here for hearing his prayer in verse 6, he praises God for what? It says, Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. He's thankful for the mercy that God showed him. And you might ask, well, why do we need mercy from God? Why is that so important? Well, it's because each one of us here have sinned against God. We've all done wrong in His sight. And our sins deserve full punishment. God repays the wicked. And yet, here is God offering us mercy for our sins. Something completely undeserved. It's grace. It's mercy for our sins. Full pardon. By grace. Completely undeserved. And he can offer us this because the price for our sins has been paid. Isn't that great? He can save us. He's give, he can give us mercy. Because he sent his son, Jesus, to earth to die a sinner's death for you, and. His blood was spilled to purify us. And then he rose again to give us life, providing this salvation for us. If we only believe that he died and rose again for us, turning from our sins, we can receive this. It's it's remarkable. It's unbelievable. That we, the wicked, can be shown mercy. This is a greater salvation than David ever dreamed about when he said that God is his fortress of salvation. Have you received the salvation from Jesus before? Maybe you came here today just to see one of your friends get baptized, and you just came because of that. But you've never believed yourself in Jesus as your Savior. You need to do so today. I cannot stress the importance enough. You need to be forgiven mercifully for your sins. You need to be given the new life that Jesus offers. You need to turn from your sins, make Jesus the Lord of your life. We can guide you through this decision today, but he's the one that saves you. It's utterly important that you do so. This is what the people who got baptized today were making public. That they have been saved. And that they are thankful for the blood of Jesus that cleanses them from sin. And that they want to follow them. Follow him for the rest of their lives. For those of us today who have already done this. Who have been saved. I ask you again. Are you thankful? Are you thankful for that? Are you thankful for life? This present life and the future one? Are you thankful for salvation? Are you thankful for grace? Are you thankful for the love Jesus showed you? Are you thankful for mercy? Are you thankful for hope? Are you thankful for Jesus? If you are truly thankful, it will change your life. If you are truly thankful, other people will know that you're thankful. You just won't be able to keep it to yourself. If you're truly thankful, you will choose to stand out in this world for God. What do we really celebrate? on Thanksgiving weekend each year. What are we celebrating? Friends, family, football, food, gluttony. Sometimes I wonder. George Washington, the first U.S. president, when he declared Thanksgiving a national holiday in 1789, he called it a day of public Thanksgiving and prayer you know that? And then he appointed it as a day to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God. If only we still saw it that way. As a day of thanksgiving and prayer for what God has done for us in order to acknowledge the many ways that God has shown his gracious favor to us, chief of which is his merciful salvation shown us on the cross. This weekend, as you celebrate Thanksgiving, remember to take the time to thank the one who has shown you mercy. Remember that. And remember to stay grateful, even once the holiday has passed. Edward Sanford Martin says this, Thanksgiving comes by statute once a year, but to the honest man it comes as frequently as the heart of gratitude will allow. We should really be celebrating our own personal Thanksgivings every day of the year. We should stand out as the most thankful people in the world. Let's pray. Oh Lord. We just come to you and we want to say thank you. We praise you for what you've done for us. You are so good. You have answered our prayers. You have heard us, even though you don't need to. You see us through trials and testings of many kinds. You bring us through on the other side more like you and more in need of you, which is I mean, it's a huge blessing, God. We need you so much. And we need your mercy. We thank you for showing us that mercy on the cross. When we were still sinners and didn't deserve one ounce of it, you showed us your love and forgave us. We want to praise you and thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen.